front-end developer for the first time in my career. User experience design. I'm a back-end developer. I mainly work with Drupal. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Screens, where we go beyond the code and into the community. I'm your host, Chris Albrecht. Let's dive in. Behind the Screens is made possible by Lullabot. Lullabot is a strategy design and development company where we turn great content into captivating user experiences. Find us on Twitter at Lullabot or in your browser at lullabot.com. We'd love to meet you. In this episode, we're going behind the screens with Joshua Solomon from Lingotech. Joshua, you're the director of integrations at Lingotech, so tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do there. You bet. Um, so as director of integrations, I, it's my job to look at the different content platforms out there and figure out how to get content out of those platforms into our Lingotech system, uh, translation management system, and get it out to translators around the world, and then get it back into that system seamlessly with a click of a button. So that's my job, to analyze different content platforms, including Drupal, for example, and uh, figure out how to get that content in and out in a seamless manner. Okay, so, so Lingotech provides translation services, and it's all done through an API through a service right. of human translators to take the content and translate it into how many yeah. different languages would you say are available? Uh, as many any, as you any, can think any of? language that has an ISO code, basically, is, is available, which uh, there are hundreds. Um, we have trans over 5,000 translators around the globe, all in country that do those translations. Um, so if you asked for a translation, we would, uh, we would sync up with a translator, say, you want a Spanish translation, we would say, where? Uh, what audience are you targeting? Oh, we're targeting uh, people in Spain. Okay, we'll find a translator that's in Spain to do that translation for you. That way we, they have the localization knowledge and the local uh, linguistics and understanding uh, so that they can perform that translation. It makes sense to that audience particularly. So, Right, yeah, because Spanish is very... They're very different dialects all exactly, around the world, right. and even in Spain itself. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, so tell me a little bit what, um, about your experience with Lingotech and how long you've been in the community and uh, yeah. how, how it is working with the different platforms in the different communities. You bet. So uh, the Drupal community, I actually started out in 2010, so it's been about eight years since I started working with Drupal. First project there was building an e-commerce website using Uber, Uber Commerce, or... Ubercart, Uber Cart, yes, yeah. sorry, not Ubercommerce. Um, using Ubercart uh, way back in Drupal 6, and we actually got that up and running. We were doing really well with that. Um, and then uh, that experience got me over to Lingotech, where I, um, Lingotech's obviously a big player in the Drupal space and has invested a lot in the Drupal community and been involved a lot. And so uh, that experience helped translate over here, literally. <laughs> <laughs> So help translate in, into working with Lingotech as the director of integrations here. So, so since you guys are using or you have uh, plugins or modules for so many different platforms, uh, tell me about all the different ways you can or the different platforms you can plug into and how it's been trying yeah. to work with those. You bet. Uh, so we have um, we have connectors or integrations into various platforms. Anything from CMS content management systems to marketing automation systems. Uh, con lead and contacts like Salesforce, um, all those different systems have a certain amount of content that needs to be translated. Um, and so, for example, in the CMS space, you'll see Drupal, WordPress, Adobe Experience Manager, Sitecore, 
Oh, what are some others? Uh, Life Ray. So, yeah, so we have over 30 connectors into all these different platforms. Like marketing automation, you'll see HubSpot and Marketo and things like that. Um, uh, Salesforce, Confluence, all those. Any place that you can imagine you would keep your content in an organization, we try to access that content to get it translated for you. So Wow. The Confluence, even. Yeah, even Confluence. Yeah, yes. a lot of us use Atlassian <laughs> products, Jira, Confluence Absolutely. for project management. So that's yeah. incredible. So the the content will be sent out to your API servers and come back translated. Exactly. How uh, how long does it take to have that? Like, we'll just say uh, a blog post node. You know, an average length yeah. blog post node. How long would it take to have that translation completed and sent back and, and ready to go? Yeah. So a blog, you try to keep under like 750 to 500 words, right? Mm-hmm. And typically, our translators can do about 2,000 words a day, um, depending on the language pairs and things like that. Mm -hmm. A language pair is like English to Spanish or Spanish to French. Um, So depending on the language pair, it takes about 24 hours for them to do the translation. And then it it, it takes another just a few hours to sync up that relationship if they're not already engaged with your project. So... In 48 hours, you could start getting your blogs translated and so forth, so, and, and have a translation finished. So, Wow. Yeah. That's an amazing service. I didn't realize that it was all like such, so human-based. We all get so used to yeah, Google every, Translate. You just plop in we there. Always, and, we always talk about AI and all these other right. things, which is coming a long way, but it's just not there uh, to be able to... Like, for example, we call that machine translation, like Google or right. Microsoft, which we integrate with. So for low-value assets... Yeah, you can send it up through Lingotech. We'll hit Google Translate and bring back that translation almost instantaneously. Mm-hmm. But uh, when we're requesting those translations, it's uh, request a translation into Spanish. It doesn't ask us what locale. Sure. It doesn't ask if, it, uh, if it's Latin American Spanish or if it's Spain Spanish. It just says Spanish, and it spits back a generic Spanish. Mm-hmm. Right. Obviously, for marketing content, that's not going to work. Right. Um, for... Where it does work is forums, where you've got a community of people that are responding to each other, helping each other figure out how something works, mm-hmm. right? And uh, responding to each other. So somebody in Germany might might post something. Hey, how do I how do I uh, install Drupal, for example, mm-hmm. right? And so and then somebody and then what would happen is if Lingotech's installed into that forum. Um, that post would automatically go up for machine translation, get translated, and come back in into all the languages that the forum supports. So somebody in France can see that and go, oh, I don't speak German, but I can read it in French. It's not perfect, but I get the gist of what this guy's talking about. Yeah, yeah. And I can reply in French. It goes back, gets translated back into German. And the guy, it's not a perfect translation, but I understand what he's saying. Mm -hmm. Right? And so in that context, we're a little bit more forgiving when the translation's not for perfect because speed is of the essence. Mm-hmm. Um, where uh, content is more valuable, um, like marketing content, uh, product content, instructions for your putting together the IKEA furniture, <laughs> it's very important that those translations are, are well done. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to spend a little bit of money hiring a professional translator to do that. Sure. Uh, so being that we're here at DrupalCon Nashville, how if I were to start a website that I wanted my blogs, blog post translated into, we'll just say Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, how would I start that? 
process on my own website. I'm building a Drupal 8 site. What do I need to do? All right. I'm glad you said Drupal 8 because Drupal 7 is a little more difficult. Um, but Drupal 8, all you have to do is you install Drupal 8, add your theme, make sure your theme is uh, multilingual ready, meaning that all the all the strings and everything are wrapped in what they call T functions. Mm -hmm. So that allows us to translate those files. Um, so multilingual compatible theme. Uh, enable the config um, uh, translation modules. And then, and then all you have to do is turn on the Lingotech module to help automate that process. Without the Lingotech module, you can still do translations in Drupal 8, but it's a manual process. You're, you'll be spinning up a page, and then you'll click the Translate tab, and you'll, you'll actually manually enter those translations. Mm -hmm. um, so if you have translators, they're logging into the back end of your system to do those translations. With Lingotech, you can, uh, we have a, a translation management dashboard that allows you to see the translation status of all the pages. Hey, this page is, is uh, sent up to Lingotech for translation. It's in the middle of being translated currently. And then you can refresh and see that status update in real time. Um, and maybe you'll see, oh, nobody ever requested Japanese for this page. Oh, let's request that right now and get that going so that page can be available for our Japanese clients. And so you have that management dashboard that you can, you can click on and do bulk management, select 100 pages, send them up to Lingotech at once, uh, do the same thing with blocks and menus and, and uh, interface. Um, and I, so that's, that's how you do the, the requesting of translation. You can also do it on a page-by-page -page basis direct, directly from the interface. And so the yeah. tran will the translated blog post be a new node, or how I'm, I'm very unfamiliar with the yeah. actual translation system in Drupal 8 so far. So how does that no, look when it comes back? Yeah, it's recognized as the same node, just a different language. So, okay. Yeah, so when, when you set up your translation on Drupal 8, you set the uh, languages. So you have a default language that you set. It's usually going to be English or whatever language you speak, mm -hmm. right? So you'll set that default language, and that's the language we detect as the source. And then we will upload it as French. If, it's, if, it, if your site is defaulted to French, we'll upload it as French to be translated into UK English or, and Spanish and, and German, maybe. Uh, so we can upload that, those. Another cool thing is that we integrate into the content moderation um, module in Drupal to allow you to uh, integrate translations into your automated workflows. So it gets to a certain point in the moderation workflow and where it's approved for translation and, and it triggers a rule on the back end that uh, automatically sends that content up for translation through Lingotech too. Wow, oh, that's incredible. So if there was somebody who wanted to become a translator for Lingotech, is there a way to go through your website to do that or how does that process work? Yeah, generally uh, translators get certified and uh, the, once they're certified, um, usually you look for an in-country translator. So, for example, if we need a French translator, we're going to look for somebody that actually lives in France mm -hmm. to do the translations. And a lot of times, um, translators can get a little bit of an edge by having a specialty or an expertise in a certain field. So, for example, if you're a lawyer in France and you want to do some translations on the side you can actually start charging more because you have expertise in law. So, so if we get a contract coming through translation, we're going to go to you and say, hey, 
you know the law in France. We need this contract translated into French and then also transcreated to match the um, the laws that are in that locale. Mm -hmm. So, so you can. There's a whole gambit of ways that you can specialize yourself as a translator, and you get you. Yeah, you can contact Lingotech directly, um, and, and you, there are a lot of communities, translation communities, and, and events that you can get involved in that uh, uh, work. Yeah. <laughs> that you can work your network. So, oh, that, that's that's all so incredible. I love that. Yeah. Well, Josh, I want to take this and flip it a little bit now. Okay. So, <laughs> here's the go-to question: If you woke up tomorrow and the internet was gone, so oh right, that's going to make translating a lot dif- more difficult now. But Thinking you also doomsday, don't have to sit on a apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on the lighter side, we'll say all that staved <laughs> off for a little while. What would you okay. do? Um, I actually currently raise chickens and bees, so really? I think I would probably expand my farm a bit. I had nothing else to do and, and, and do that. I love working with nature, working with my hands. I do a lot of woodworking. So probably uh, somehow make that work into some kind of business. Can't be an e-commerce business anymore, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, maybe uh, selling to the local local community and things like that, getting locally involved. Yeah. yeah. I love, get so many unique answers to that question. That's I love it. Yeah. Chickens and bees. Chickens and bees. Awesome. Yes, I have been stung several times. <laughs> you ever bring the honey with you to DrupalCon or to Drupal? I events? don't. I, I do have uh, my lip balm that I make. I, oh, I cool. brought I brought myself some. Sorry I didn't bring you any. Uh, so. Well, next time then. <laughs> okay. All right. And so you've been in the, the Drupal sphere since 2010, you said. So yeah. you've got a little little knowledge around the, the, the module ecosystem. Yeah. Everybody's got a spirit animal, but what is your spirit module? Uh, it would probably be views, <laughs> and the reason it is is when I when I approach like I'm a, a product guy at heart, right? And when I approach a product, I like flexibility, and that's what views gives you. You can build your content, and then views allows you to do whatever you want with that content and display it in any way on the site that you need. And so I, I just love the flexibility that that goes into that module. Yeah. So nice. Yeah, uh, and then, so finally to wrap it up, uh, is there anybody you'd like to say thank you to or share some gratitude with? Maybe gave you a little nudge along the way or yeah, an inspiring bet. session. Yeah, so way back when I first got introduced to Drupal, I was working on a website called Nature'sFinestSeed.com, and uh, I was asking around, and I asked a buddy of mine, uh, Joe Tippets, you know, hey, what uh, what CMS platform should I use for this? And he pointed me to Drupal, and it's. It's been a romantic relationship ever since. So, yeah. Excellent. Hey, Joshua, thank you so much for taking some time. This was you great. Bet. Thank you. Hey, it's Jonathan Daggerhart from Drupal Camp Asheville. Drupal Camp Asheville this year. It's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, July 13th through 15th here at University of North Carolina Asheville. On Friday, we have training for all levels, as well as we're having a special science summit, which includes participants from NOAA and CERN who will be presenting and paneling. Saturday, we have normal Drupal Camp sessions that range on all levels. And Sunday, we like to keep it casual. We're going to have some social events, maybe a little bit of sprinting, but generally, it's just hanging out. Attendance is $27.62, and that includes the event right fees for all three days. You can learn more about DrupalAsheville.com. All right, we'll see you there.